You're listening to Coming Out of the Spiritual Closet with your host, me, Brittany Wittick. This week, I interviewed Dylan of Mambo Combo. Dylan is a combo medicine practitioner and an integration specialist. And if you listened to the last episode, Dan Ahartkiss, who spoke about plant medicine from such a grounded perspective, referenced Dylan a few times because Dylan and Dan run plant medicine retreats together. So I really wanted to bring Dylan onto the podcast and get his perspective on plant medicine and especially the importance of integration after plant medicine experiences. There's so much packed into this episode. It's so incredibly informative. Dylan's approach is, again, so down to earth, so grounded, and he shares about plant medicine in a way that is just so clear and easy to understand. So enjoy the episode. I know you're going to. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am so looking forward to this conversation with Dylan. Dylan, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. So just to get started, could you just talk a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so obviously I'm Dylan. I My path with all this spiritual stuff is very interesting. I actually started out at BU doing pre-medical. So I wanted to be a heart surgeon. I was sat- shadowing with heart surgeons and... I just decided it wasn't for me. But also during that time, I was during my summers going down and living in the Amazon and studying combo. I was running a retreat center for a few years that served ayahuasca in the Northeast and also leading integration at many different places to help people through all of the crazy things they found during their medicine experiences. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Um, So I definitely want to talk with you about integration because I'm just, I love that your retreats, and I talked about this last week with Dan, probably most people listening have already listened to that episode. If you haven't, I would highly recommend listening to last week's episode along with this one. Um, But one of the things that I noticed as I followed your retreat is just how much integration of was happening. I mean, how many, it it was obvious that integration was a big part of what you do. So I'm definitely going to want to talk about that before I, before we dig into that, I'm curious, um, if you could give like maybe a very general idea of the different uses of like combo San Pedro ayahuasca. So like if someone was wanting to do plant, wanting to be involved in a plant medicine ceremony and like all of these options are available. What are the benefits of the, those different medicines, combo, San Pedro, ayahuasca? Um, I know that's a big question. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a great question. We could definitely make an entire podcast about that alone. So I'm going to try to give as much information as I can as quickly as possible. So uh, primarily combo, it really addresses the physical body. The point of combo is to get in there. Uh, It's basically got a bunch of peptides that cleans out the body, rebalances hormones, neurotransmitters, cleans out um, 
preservatives, excess metals. It There's a whole lot. I've made multiple hour talks just about what combo can do. Um, uh, and I'm very science minded, so I could okay. really bore you. I could put you to sleep. Um, <laughs> so as far as San Pedro goes, San Pedro is really about connecting with life, about experiencing the earth in its kind of truest and most raw form, something that we pass by most days. The best way the best way I can really connect that is kind of like, imagine like you're a kid walking through the world. So the first time you walk through the world as a kid, you're looking at every blade of grass, you're picking every tree or every leaf off of every tree and really just wondrous. San Pedro brings that energy back. So it really allows us to connect with our inner child, our inner self, and really admire the beauty around us. There's much more than it does emotional work energetic work but um that's a big proponent to it and um the last thing you asked me about was oh ayahuasca ayahuasca okay yeah so um i like to say that san pedro is kind of like your grandfather he's wanting to take you out for ice cream and be like you know you should probably clean your room um might make you a little bit more comfortable ayahuasca comes in like an angry mom kicks in the door and says if you don't clean your room right now i'm gonna make your life a living hell um, so <laughs> ayahuasca is much more intense and it's like, fix this right now. Um, and I found that to be true for all of my ceremonies. Ayahuasca tends to be much more difficult to take a bite out of, but you get a lot more out of the experience as far as like downloads, if you want to call it that. Um, San Pedro allows you to go deeper than ayahuasca if you would like, but you really have to sit with it. It's ayahuasca gives you no choice. San Pedro allows you to walk and like decide to do move into these things interesting okay that's that's a fabulous description thank you i mean that's <laughs> yeah. that's actually really clear i know it's a really brief summary but it was very clear um so integration uh one of the reasons that i wanted to talk to you is because i feel like in so many spiritual spaces not just in plant medicine mm -hmm. so often people are having you know, big visionary experiences and seeking information and seeking experience, but not taking the time to integrate those experiences to embody them. And I love that integration is like a big part of what you do. So could you talk a little bit about why integration is important? Yes, that is a great question. So First thing I will say about integration is it is very underutilized. It is something that a lot of people forget about, but I like to say this, and I actually made a video about this really recently. I like to think of these medicines like your car. So you drink ayahuasca to get from point A to point B. And so that's, you have a reasoning, you have a place you want to go. Integration is the gasoline in the car. So yeah, that's great and all that you drink ayahuasca. But if you don't put gas in your car, you're not going anywhere. So a lot of people will drink these medicines uh, thinking they're going to have these transformations. They're getting in their car, sitting down in the car seat, and then they're realizing they didn't put any gas in the car and they don't take the time to do that. So they just kind of sit, wait, let the new fresh car smell dissipate and then get out of the car and go back inside. They never make it from point A to point B. They just have in their mind that that's what they were trying to do. And then eventually they'll either blame the medicine and say the medicine didn't work or um, they won't even recognize that the medicine didn't work and just kind of move into like a delusional state instead of an actual I'm accomplishing things. 
state. So that's delusional state is something you do find often in medicine ceremonies. I know that's going to make some people upset, but you just, you just do, you see it. I've been around a lot of them, you know? Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. I've encountered that. Um, I, I'm not as familiar with plant medicine ceremony, but I have certainly encountered that in the psychedelic community. I'm sure it's a similar thing. The integration is so, so, so essential. And I love that um, analogy of you're sitting in the car, but you haven't put gas in the car. So you're not actually going to get anywhere. That's a brilliant way of putting it. So the next natural question that comes to mind is, (laughs) so what is integration really? Like, how does that work? How do you make sure you're doing it? (laughs) Yes. So it is possible to integrate on your own although it is very difficult. It's kind of like giving yourself therapy. Um, it's possible to recognize your thought flaws. It's possible to account for them and try to make changes. But without an outside perspective, sometimes we can walk down the wrong path with it. Um, so a lot of people, even people who have been sitting with medicines for a very long time, will still go and sit with integration specialists just because they need that extra perspective. But what is it? Integration can come in all shapes and sizes. It can come in the form of a pen and paper and journaling, and it can come in the form of talking with someone and really getting to the bottom of it. But the goal of all integration is the same. Basically, with these medicines, whether you believe in source or God or or more information or the universe, with these medicines, you're connecting to that. So you're basically getting a direct cord from all the information in the world straight into your brain. Um, that is more than most of us can handle. Um, I would venture to say all of us. So it leaves us with this inability to make sense of all these things. We might grasp a piece here and a grasp a piece there, kind of like the first glance at a much larger photo, but we're going to miss a lot. So integration allows you to really dissect that photo Uh, really technical term, pixel by pixel, until you get all the information out of that photo so you can use it all. Um, Another kind of comparison that I like to make is when you sit with, with these medicines and you have an intention, you'll kind of like have a generalized idea of what you're trying to look at. But integration is like, have you ever seen one of those art pieces where you it's you shine a light around it. And once you get to a certain point, like all of a sudden it turns into a random heap of metal to like a face or like a word or something. Uh Integrations like that. And people will go in with an intention and they will shine the light at this thing and they'll find the face. What they don't realize is if you go 360 degrees around this entire problem, there's multiple faces, multiple pieces, words, multiple pieces of art. So integration really goes around it and really shows you all of those different angles you can look at it so you can get the most out of that experience. Because at the end of the day, when you spend your hard-earned money on sitting with medicine, you don't want to miss any of it. And integration makes sure that's that's the case, that you don't miss any of it. So how did you, I'm just curious, how did you learn about integration how did you how did this become so important to you yes so the way that i learned about it is while i was pre-medical in bu instead of taking electives i took clinical psychology science classes so i was basically straight science no no guitar for me Um, but that's always something that i really enjoyed is science i preferred it over the other things anyway so i kind of started out down that psychological path And then I started 
managing these ayahuasca like centers and realizing people would come filled with love in their heart and wanting to change more. And then they would go home with all of this new information, but no idea what to do with it. So I wanted people to actually get help from the medicine instead of sometimes giving them more water to drown themselves with. So I started looking at other people and how they were doing integration, trying to draw connections to that and what I was learning. Um, I started filling in when people weren't able to show up to lead integration, I would do it. And next thing I knew I was leading groups, group integration for like 40, 50, a hundred people at a time, making sure everyone moved through what they needed to. Yeah. So I was sitting with 40, 50, a hundred people helping them through their process. Mm. Um, that's definitely a lot more difficult than a one-on-one because you can't really go in deep, but I basically, it was kind of like speed dating for integration. Like I got lots of, lots of experience very quickly with individual people with very different experiences and ideas and, and religions and backgrounds. And, um, so essentially it really quickened the process for me. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So could you give me an idea? Like if we were doing an integration session, like if I came to you saying, you know, I had this experience and I need help with integration, uh, what kind of, what does that look like? What does the conversation look like? Just an idea. I know it's going to be different for everyone, but so Essentially, the beginning of that conversation will be me trying to figure out what exactly you experienced to the best possible, to your best possible um, way of describing it. And then once we can get to that point, I can I can start really diving into the perfect approach to breaking that information open. Some people need to really sit with those few teachings and try to figure out how to plug them into their life. Other people will have no idea what the teachings were and it's just so overwhelming. They don't know what to do. And some people will kind of disassociate with so much to do that they don't even know where to start. So really what I'll do is I'll talk with you, figure out what it is that you need and then try to tailor an approach to that specifically. That can look like journaling. That can look like, some sort of yoga or meditation practice that can look like very similar to talk therapy. I am not a therapist, but uh, I just like to throw it in there, but similar to talk therapy um, and really anything in between something as crazy as something that I like to do for my integrative process is whenever it snows, I like to stand barefoot in the snow it really helps me um, clear my mind. So it, it's different for everyone. Yeah. I love that. Okay. That's, that's really interesting. Um, okay. So that, that leads me, well, actually, before I ask the next question, so do you offer integration as a service for people who have not necessarily taken medicine with you? Or to work with you, do people need to have taken medicine with you as you, with you as a facilitator? Yeah. So not only do I offer it to people who haven't sat with me, I offer it to people who haven't sat at all. Um, And that might be a bit confusing because you might think, okay, you have to drink medicine in order to sit with and go through integration. And I say that's not exactly true. And the reason I say that is because personally, I believe life to be a very psychedelic experience. We're confused. We don't know what's going on. There's constantly things happening to us and there's things that we constantly need to learn. So just because you haven't ingested a psychedelic medicine or a plant medicine at all for that matter doesn't mean 
you can't work through and really try to learn um, from those experiences. Essentially, integration boiled down at the end of the day is taking confusing experiences and helping you make the most out of them and learn the most out of them. So the next time you're presented with the same problem, hopefully you'll make a better or different uh, choice. You'll make a different approach to the problem. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. Life is definitely very psychedelic. <laughs> that's been my experience. Yeah. Um, okay, so then taking a left-hand turn a little bit here, if someone is listening and they are considering plant a plant medicine ceremony, um, they're considering maybe a retreat. Um, the first question I would ask is how, how can someone know if that is going to be something that's right for them or if maybe it's not a good fit for them? What are your thoughts on that? So that's, that's a really good question. And my answer to that is when you're thinking about sitting with these plant medicines, there's going to be two reactions. Reactions to plant medicines are usually pretty visceral. So either you'll tell, you'll tell someone about ayahuasca and they're going to be like, why the heck would anyone do that? Or they're going to be like, that sounds interesting. I think maybe I could use that, but it's kind of scary. If you find yourself thinking, maybe I could use that, but it's kind of scary, you're probably being called by the medicine to sit. If your immediate reaction is, that's crazy, why would you do that? It's probably not your time yet. Maybe it'll never be. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. But try to trust your gut in that, that instance. That's really all you can go off of with these things is what is your gut telling you? Follow that. Okay. Yeah, that makes total sense. Almost like there's a, yeah, like a gut reaction or a calling within yeah. you. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I actually had a friend of a friend who uh, went for a plant medicine ceremony when they were kind of, they were the kind of person that was like, they didn't really want to do it, but they went with a friend because the friend didn't want to go alone. It ended up being a really traumatic experience for that person. They came back and they were like, that was the worst thing I ever did. I'll never do it again. And I, I remember thinking like, well, it wasn't really your idea and you didn't really want to. So it's, it's just interesting. That makes sense. I actually, I have experience with that because the first time that I drank ayahuasca, I had, I actually had no interest in drinking it. Um, I had never drank alcohol. I had never taken any mind altering substance. The first mind altering substance I had ever taken was ayahuasca. Um, and oh. it was because, yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. Um, but the reason I did it is because I was, someone in my family was addicted to substances and it seemed this was the best way to help them. And they were afraid to do it on their own. So I kind of, I don't want to say coerced cause it wasn't like that, but I kind of got talked into drinking ayahuasca. They would drink ayahuasca so that they would get better. Um, so yeah. And that first experience for me drinking when it wasn't my time was very traumatic. Um, and I've also had the experience of drinking so much to the point now where I've had experiences where I was called to it. So I really experienced both sides and it very much is listen to your gut because if you don't, it's going to be traumatic, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that makes total sense. It's like jumping in it's like jumping into the deep end when you don't know how to swim yet. You're not ready. <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. So something about something that has come up as I just like read about plant medicine. I mean, one of the reasons that I have not, you and Dan are the first two people I've had on the podcast to discuss plant medicine. And the reason for wow. that is I've had a lot of trouble with 
what's the best way to put this? Oh, it seems that there are people in the plant medicine community who are not very grounded in their approach. And maybe that's some of that, like the delusional thing that you were talking about. <laughs> so I guess what comes up for me as, as I sort of from the outside look into the community, and of course I'm not, I'm not entrenched in it at all. This is just an outside perspective, but I, I often think like, if I was going to want to sit with plant medicine, how would I choose a facilitator and or a facility that is grounded, that's going to be a safe space? Could you, Dan spoke a little bit about this, but I'd like to hear also what you would look for in a facility and in a facilitator when looking for a plant medicine ceremony. 100%. So First and foremost, I think your greatest shield in life is skepticism. So whenever you're approaching any plant medicine space, um, doctor, therapist, restaurant, have a little bit of skepticism. It's healthy. Um, and another great tool we have nowadays is the internet. So I'm not saying any place that you find on the internet you should go to, but very quickly nowadays, we can type in the name of a retreat center and we can find out Facebook posts. We can find out reviews. We can find out history. We can find out history of the people. Now, don't make yourself go crazy, but if you type in the name of a retreat center and within the first, I don't know, page of Google, there's something that's saying, don't sit here or bad review, maybe look elsewhere. People are human, but um, I found a lot of times drama can really make itself the center point in a lot of these, these churches. Um, the next thing you want to do is the people that you are thinking of sitting with, Talk to them as human beings. And I would say if you wouldn't want to sit down and have a cup of coffee with this person, you probably won't want to spend an entire ceremony. So there is plenty of medicine out there. Don't rush into a place just because you feel like it's the only place close or the first place you found nearby. I promise you there are more. I know of like 60 in the state of New York. So you might only be able to find one, but there they exist. Um, And really talk to the person and see what you feel about their energy. See what you feel about what they're saying. If you agree with them, disagree with them only because it really gives you kind of that, that litmus test of, is this person right for me as with anything else? And the last thing is ask them where they get their medicine and how they get their medicine because a lot of these places will they won't really know or they will kind of give you some they'll give you kind of some sort of half-assed answer of oh i i know a guy that's in peru that sends it over when i when i do ayahuasca ceremonies or you know i i know the sheepybo elder that sends me medicine that that tells you nothing that could literally be anyone in Peru. Um, and a lot of times if you spend time around these medicine spaces, where the medicine comes from is the most important really part of the ceremony. There's a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of intention is put into that medicine and you're going to be ingesting that. So think about if someone made the medicine with the intention of getting money and then fuck anybody who's going to be drinking this, you're taking that energy in, whether you believe in and what ayahuasca can do or not, you you believe in energy because you interact with people every single day. So keep that in mind as well. So what would be, that's, okay, that's 
excellent advice. Thank you. Um, what would be like when asking where, where does the medicine come from? Like, what would be an answer that would feel like, what would someone need to listen for, for like, what should someone know about the medicine when you ask? Yeah. Them? Get some details on where exactly it came from. Cause Shipibo, that could be anywhere in Peru. Um, what's the name of the person? How long is the person who's made it been practicing for? Um, and of course, someone could come up with all this on the spot or they could have it rehearsed. But those are just the kind of questions that you want to be asking. For example, one way that I kind of communicate to people where I get medicine is my combo. Anytime that I need more, I fly down to Peru and I go into the Amazon jungle, take a six hour boat ride and collect it myself. So whenever they get medicine, they know that I've collected the medicine that they are getting served. They know that the medicine that's going in them is something that I've put intention to. I've collected the frog and made a personal relationship with the frog that gave the medicine that they're being served. That's the kind of answer that you're looking for. Um, now, that's a little bit more difficult with ayahuasca, but you want you want a, a story behind the medicine that like not only makes sense, but it's like, wow, that that calls to me. Like this guy had his hands on the frog that's going to be served to me. He didn't just order it off of Etsy. You know, that's really what you're looking for, you know? Wow. And you can yeah. order combo off of Etsy. Wow. That is so interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect example. Um, wow. Okay. So someone, so really the person that you're going to be receiving this medicine from should have a personal relationship with the medicine. That's yes. Okay. Essentially. Um, that could be, you'll, you'll know when you hear it, like when okay. you hear my story, you can tell that I've had a personal connection with my medicine. Yeah. Even if they're getting it from someone in Peru, who's a sheepy bow, it'll be like, Oh yeah, I've been working with this person for a really long time. They invite me to their house all the time. And I got there. They, they love sending me their medicine and knowing that it's helping all the people at the church, something like something that feels personal, personable, connective and makes sense. Okay. Got it. So another like hard left hand turn here with the questions, but I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of as, as like things that people often bring up in conversation are like occurring to me as we talk. So, um, I know with, with ayahuasca and I believe also with combo, like purging tends to be a part of the experience. Am I right about that? 100%. Yeah. So what would you, I know that that is something that a lot of people, a lot of people like fixate on that and freak out about that. So could you speak to that a little bit? Like just maybe yeah. the benefit of it or like what's going on there? Why it, that's part of it? Yeah. I think it makes sense that people are freaked out about purging and I, you should be because if you haven't sat with plant medicines before, your only contact with purging is when you got food illness, when you got a stomach bug, it, it's terrible. It's awful. No one likes throwing up. But it's very different when you sit with these medicines. It's not like that where you feel like everything in your body just wants whatever's in your stomach out of you. It's not really like that. It's kind of like you feel a moment of nausea, but for the most part, you feel like you're releasing the kind of same way when you, when you cry, when you, when you yell, when you get angry and punch your pillow or whatever your coping mechanism is, it feels like that. Not like I feel awful before I feel awful after it's it, you feel better as you're doing it. And after it's done, like you feel amazing, like on top of the world. So it's kind of, it's kind of the same way that you like taking aspirin when you have a headache 
no one likes taking pills, but you know that the aspirin is going to make your head stop hurting. So that's why you like the aspirin. Oh, okay. That's a great description. And I've never heard anyone put it quite like that. So thank you. That's, I think that explains a lot. So then the other thing that I just wanted to touch on um, is it seems to me like as plant medicine booms in modern culture suddenly, and there's this also, there's this psychedelic renaissance happening that people are talking about. Uh, We're such a culture and you brought up the aspirin, which made me think of this. We're such a culture that wants a quick fix, right? And I'm assuming that going into these medicines, thinking that it's going to be a quick fix probably isn't, well, tell me what you think about that. Maybe that's not the best approach. Like realistically, like what can people expect as far as like how this is going to work for them? How, how, how long a journey this is going to be with the plant medicine, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I definitely, it's definitely, I will say it's a quicker fix than the long road, but it's, I'll explain it like this. So um, Newton's third law is every action has an equal and opposite reaction. And there's other laws. If you, what goes up must come down. Essentially when it comes to healing there's a certain amount of energy you have to put in. It's it's like a, a constant. You can make it more difficult on yourself. You can make yourself have to put in more energy. But if you go the traditional therapy route, it's going to take a lot longer to work through the things that you're going to get from an ayahuasca ceremony if you integrate them properly. But the amount of energy and difficulty is not different. It's just... Would you rather be punched every day for a year or be punched really hard 10 times in the first day of the year and not have to get punched again through the rest of the year? It's kind of like that. So you're still taking the same amount of like physical and mental um, difficulties. Just are you spreading it out? Or are you getting it all done at once? And getting it all done at once may sound like the better option. It's not always. But if it's something really difficult that you're working through, if it would have taken you 10 years to get through that, yeah, you got through a lot quicker, but you're going through the 10 years of all of those difficulties that you're going, that you were going to go through in like a night or a week um, or however long it takes you to integrate it. So I'm not, I never tell people that ayahuasca is the right answer. You don't need ayahuasca to heal. You can heal on your own, but if you really want to move forward quickly and don't mind taking on all that extra energy, it could be the right move for you. Mm, okay. That's a wonderful way of putting it. I love that really puts it into perspective because yeah, there, I, I, there seems to be this idea that it's like a quick fix and I'm using air quotes. So that's an interesting perspective that it will be quicker, but it's the same amount of like energy and mental effort. It's just in a shorter period of time. So it's very intense. Well, yeah. And I think definitely that quick fix mentality came from, well, first of all, kind of the society that we're living in, but it's easier to sell someone. People don't want healing. They want to be healed. So it's much easier to sell someone on being healed than I'm giving you the tools to, to heal yourself. Because Mm -hmm. if that was the case, people would go to therapists, people would, go and root out their own medications. They would do research on like what herbs fix my body. No, they want to go to um, a holistic practitioner, be given lion's mane and feel better in a week. They don't want to have to do any of the work. Um, So really these 
and I, I hate to say it this way, but a lot of these churches are predatory in nature. They're preying on the fact that people want a quick fix and they're willing to tell you anything that they can to get your money because a lot of them say that they want to help people heal, but they, they just, they're businesses. They just want money. And I'm no different. I am a business. I do want money as well. But for our last retreat, I actually turned away more people than actually came on the retreat um, from coming because I didn't think they were good candidates for the medicine. So yes, I do make money from this, but I could have made way more on that retreat if I would have just did what these other places do and just say, yeah, you're a great fit. You, you know, you'll quick fix, you'll, you'll, you'll fix everything right up. No, if, if I don't think you're good for the retreat, I won't let you come. And it's not for me, it's for you. I want you to heal the best way possible. And sometimes me is just not it. Sometimes it's you and your own time and a therapist is what you need. Mm. Ooh, that's just, I love that. It's, I love the <laughs> ethics of that. Yeah. I just love how down to earth that approach is, how ethical that approach is. It's like, yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. I feel like I've asked all of my questions. Is there anything else that you would like to share about any of this that we haven't covered? If you are thinking about sitting with, with plant medicines, I implore you, and you definitely should, just keep your heads in, in your shoulders because um, these medicines let you essentially talk to God. And when you talk to God every day for work, it's really easy to lose your mind, to think you're above everyone or to you know, literally lose your mind. So just keep your head on your shoulders. As with anything, slow and steady does it. Just because it's a quick fix doesn't mean you have to run into it. Mm, okay, that's great. Thank you. And how can people get in touch with you if they would like to work with you? And I will also put all this in the show notes. Yeah, 100%. So if you want to work with me, you are either welcome to reach out to Mambo Combo on Instagram. That's Mambo underscore Combo. Or you can reach out to Kaya.Retreats on Instagram as well. That's the retreat page. Finally, I do run a YouTube channel and that's literally Mambo Combo as well. And Combo is spelled with a K if you're not familiar with, with that. Okay, perfect. You can just scroll down to the show notes and I'll have all those links um, right there for you. So Dylan, thank you so much. This has been so informative, so interesting. I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. And honestly, it's information that everyone should have. So I hope you use it wisely. Awesome. Well, have a beautiful week, everyone, and I'll catch you next time.